welcome back to another edition of Woo Talk. Woo, baby. Woo, talking John Woo. All right, of our Woo movies, movie three, Paycheck. Starring Abena Affleck, Aaron Eckhart, and Uma Thurman. And I'm looking at your DVD, and I do have the question to you, good sir, of uh, why do you own the special collector's edition of this movie? I don't know. Was I, this inherited I, to you? Like, uh, did you? I like, feel like it was. I'm pretty sure I didn't buy it. You just showed up at your house uh, yeah, some time ago? Yeah. I think. All right. Maybe, maybe from an ex-girlfriend or something. I, 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 <laughs> I honestly don't know. Like I said, I, I just I remember seeing it, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I have that, but I'm not sure. Uh huh. Yeah, you've got the uh, widescreen collection. Boy, I remember when that was a thing. When you're like, "Oh, did you go widescreen? Did yeah. you go, uh, or are you just uh, such a shame, shame. Uh, full screen? Uh, oh, you idiot! You should have gone widescreen. It's so much better. Full screen is so much better, Ooh. actually. Well, that's. That's a debate for another time. Yeah. So your DVD case has got our three main characters' faces and puzzle pieces. And puzzle pieces are flying all over the place while he's running down a train track that looks like it's exploding. <gasps> Explosions. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is an intriguing DVD cover, maybe. I don't think it fits this movie. But, uh, sure. All right, man. I'm told from your DVD that this is a suspenseful thrill ride that will have you gripping your seat from uh, CBS TV. I gripped nothing at no time during this movie. (laughs) From director John Woo, MI2, and Face Off, the director of those two movies, comes this futuristic thriller that combines spectacular action sequences mm. Mm. I'm going to say is mm. <laughs> with a spellbinding mystery that will keep you guessing from beginning to breathtaking end <laughs> you know <laughs> was i though was this a spellbinding mystery I mean, not entirely. I don't know. I feel like I've had Scooby-Doo, like, uh, mess with my head more than this movie. <gasps> Raggy, what's in your envelope? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I Scoob, it's a coin. Like, Scoob. It's a coin in a paperclip, Scoob. <laughs> Raggy, that might rave our life one day. <laughs> yeah, well, like, man, we're on uh, the train tracks. Okay. My goodness. <laughs> Michael Jennings, Ben Affleck, is a brilliant computer engineer hired for top-secret projects. For each job, Jennings' short-term memory is erased, so he cannot recreate an object. Or or he cannot recount any project information. It's kind of an interesting idea. Emerging from his last assignment, a three-year contract with an eight-figure paycheck given to him by his long-term friend, played by Aaron Eckhart, Jennings is jolted when he is told that during the end of his assignment, he agreed to forfeit all payment. Jennings has no recourse until he receives a mysterious envelope containing clues to his forgotten past. With the help of beautiful scientist Uma Thurman, also playing a botanist, I got, okay, move, yeah, I got some things. 
uh, let's see here. Beautiful scientist. He once loved, but now cannot remember, Jennings races to solve the puzzle of his past, while a terrifying discovery awaits in his future. Bum, bum, bum. All right, rated PG-13. But when I open up, God, dude, just freaking DVD case has those stupid locks on them. Oh, yeah. Holy dude, shit. Yeah. Why was that ever a I thing? don't know. That drove me nuts. Oh, DVD. Ooh, we don't make them really cool and classy. Uh, extra yeah. locks. When I open up your disc, though, so PG-13, but freaking in Canada, A, eh, it's PG. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, they're, uh, boy, you know what? They ain't giving any fucks about how they rate their movies, dude. Nope. So, what does it take to get an R in Canada? That's a good question. Uh, you know what? Probably something gross. Probably. Maybe. So, as I was watching this movie, I don't know the year that it came out. was uh 2003. 2003. A fun, fun fact. Oh, yeah, bring it. It was released on December 25th, 2003. Christmas movie. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Who are the brainiacs behind that? Like, you know what everybody wants to see on Christmas when they're done opening presents or presents, presents, and go to the movies? Paycheck. Um, like, hilarious. Uh, so, whatever they got it out before the end of the year, I guess. Yep. Just barely. Uh the thing that I noticed while watching this movie. Because hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you're watching th- something from a O three. You have people who have been in or have been Batman. <laughs> yeah, Uma Thurman reprises her role almost as Poison Ivy because she's essentially a botanist in this movie. Yes, you have Ben Affleck. Once, yeah, as well, Batman, yep. and then you have. What's his name? Eric, Aaron Eckhart. Yep. Yes, which I, I was Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying I was calling him Dan the whole movie. <laughs> I kept waiting for Joker to show up. Like, oh, yeah, cause some chaos. <laughs> I'm an agent. Hilarious. Yeah, and you know, not to like get to the very end of this movie, but speaking of Two Face, um, doesn't his character like? fall down onto something and like his head is turned so like half of his face is essentially <laughs> melted off like he gets yeah kind half of. his face yeah caught on fire twice in his uh-huh. career holy shnikes dude when you watch this did you pay attention to the opening credits no okay are you familiar with philip k dick no you should be bro you need to get your shit together and the it... all right he's an author Known for scientific works, often with dystopian and drug-related themes. Okay. okay. He, uh, his works have been adapted. 1982, Blade Runner. Based oh. off his book, right, right, right. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just going through. He has had movies based off his book. So Second Variety made the movies Screamers and Screamers the Hun. Paycheck is a short story with the... And then the movie Paycheck. Uh, Imposter... Title for both. The Adjustment Team was turned into Adjustment Bureau. The Golden Man was turned into Next with Nicolas Cage. The Crystal Crypt I am not familiar with, nor have I watched. The Minority Report. Total Recall is from the short story. We can remember it for you wholesale. And then you got Blade Runner. Uh, a darker, a scanner darkly and radio free Aber, Abelmeth. My words don't work today. 
So he's got a lot of his stuff been adapted. Total Recall twice. And, you know, the, the Schwarzenegger and then the Colin Farrell one from what, two, two, two like more like 10 years ago, I guess. 10 plus years ago. Way inferior compared to the... So he has got a bunch of his stuff. I, for one, am curious to read this short story because I do not like this movie at all. How do you feel about this movie? Um, It sucks because it has a really cool idea, a cool premise behind it. And so I've watched, I, I know I've watched this movie a few times before I watched it again recently. And I, I kind of remember most of it i want to say like half of it you know like i i I knew the ending i knew what was like going to happen but i just you know you don't know all the stuff in between and like like i said it's a really cool concept and idea but i just feel like the ending execution was just kind of lame like like what the story kind of unfolded to be i guess like i don't know I guess where I'm going with this is I, I like the idea behind it, but I just didn't think the movie was actually that great. So we're talking, I mean, the only reason we're talking about this movie is because we want to talk about the director, John Woo. This movie had, I think it said eight producers. And I was going through looking at a couple of them. There's one gentleman who has over a hundred producer credits. And I think combined, you'd be pushing 200 total producer credits between all of them. That's a lot of work in the right. industry i don't understand for a movie runtime of an uh, just a hair under two hours how this movie is so little on substance and i i remember the first time i did watch this i was like it's just total recall but different and back then like i didn't realize it was based off philip k dick which if we go back to what we've talked about like other directors and writer, like, can you rip yourself off and still have it be good? Cause he's kind of ripping off his own thoughts on total recall guy loses his memory, has to get stuff back. Like it's not a new idea, but this is adding in like weird. I don't know, man. It's just so uh, the quick plot summary on the paycheck from the actual short story, like, seems to very closely mirror the actual film really is there is there an envelope I mean, granted, of... it's a, granted it's a plot summary yeah but i mean it's yeah a little envelope of trinkets he does something with the money and gives himself trinkets to help him escape the police get back to rethrickson facility the machine that can tell the future it's uh it seems like though um rethrick was wanting to yeah. See, Rethrick is building an army to support a revolution which would free the country from the oppressive government. The story concludes with Jennings successfully blackmailing Rethrick into allowing him uh. to join the company in a partner-like capacity. So, all right, it's a slight difference in the plot. So this ending. Which, so they went with the cheap shot of capitalism and money-hungry greed. Yeah. All right. I I think there's a little bit more. Okay, going back. Total Recall. Yeah. Rated R. Mm-hmm. Why does this movie lose anything with the rating? Mm, I don't think so. Should have 
I mean, realistically, if you were to make this R, I feel like the only reason it'd be R would either be for language or for blood and gore or something. Well, like like you don't. I mean, I I don't know. Am I wrong here? Well, again, speaking of John Woo, if he is more R rated with his movies, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you get an MI two, and then you go on and make another r and then you do paycheck which is pg-13 are you limiting this gentleman and his creative directing but again he's able to pick his own projects mm-hmm. it's not like he's like oh i'd really like to adapt this i don't think so because i know he was headhunted for mi2 like i yeah i don't all right i don't think so but uh I don't know. I also kind of wonder how they would go about, like, even coming up with that, like, idea. Like, are, you know, is that one of those things they talk about before they even start doing the film? Like, all right, so are we shooting for, like, a rated R or, like, a PG-13? Like, what's our groundwork here? Like, what do we have to work with? Like, I I feel like that shouldn't be a, uh, a restrictive part on Woo, but I could be wrong. Well, I guess that's why I'm curious how the book plays out because I'm guessing even his uh, Total Recall wasn't near what the movie was. But you got to remember that was, what, an 80s movie? And he had Arnold Schwarzenegger pretty much at the height of his... Yep. I mean, he's going to butts in the seats. And so I guess you're able to push it a little bit more. And I... You know, if you're comparing even the remake of that, that was PG-13 and that never left the planet. Right. Is it better or worse? Like I thought it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Of course, I prefer the Arnold one because it's Arnold, and it's an interesting movie, and it goes places. This one just seems so. Man, I don't know. I I'm just gonna say boring. To me, I, 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 I felt the runtime of this. Yeah, I was gonna say I I did as well. I was about halfway through i want to say and i'm like how much time you know pause it i'm like what oh I'm like okay yeah what was this is this like a two-hour film pretty much yeah it's just barely under two hours holy moly so budget 61 million box office 117.2 so i mean it made its money back mm-hmm. but did it really you know what i mean mm-hmm. when you when all is selling done like right. the marketing and all that stuff i don't know so let's get into the nuts and bolts of this bad boy. Uh, the cast. I do not mind Uma Thurman. And having said that, I know her... The stuff that I've known her the most from would be... Like Pulp Fiction, your Kill Bill. And honestly, anything that's not probably Tarantino, I don't care. Because <laughs> I think like... Okay, I know I mentioned Poison Ivy. She's doing exactly what is needed for that movie. And I'd prefer that acting to whatever the hell's going on in this movie. Right. I found her character to be annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Yeah, I didn't know okay, really well, like no, her character at all. I, I don't know if it's like her character. It's the filming of like these weird slow-mo shots of her. Yes. Or like this weird grin she does, and like yes. it lingers just a little too long. I'm like, yes. what are we doing here? Gotta pad that runtime. Oh my god. Yeah. There were times that I thought the uh, the streaming service like paused out. 
because uh, there are parts uh. in this movie where like or like it glitches. It looks like it, it feels like it glitches because right. it's all of a sudden like the talking is normal or something. Everything's going on normal, but like you're lingering on something longer than you should. And I'm like, what the oh, we're still the movie's still going. Okay, cool. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not just me, it's just these random pauses. Like it's it's literally like a still shot of what we're just seeing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they inserted a photo, like just watch just a little bit longer. Like it is absolutely still. No thanks. And it's there. Uh Ben Affleck. So after watching this movie, I think I've came to a conclusion on something with <laughs> Mr. Affleck. Oh boy, dude. Are you gonna rock the world with this opinion? No. Okay. I just wanted to throw this out there that personally I don't really care for him as an actor anymore. Like I don't think I really ever did. But this kind of concreted the idea because even with him recently, you know, as like Batman, still never really cared. Like I don't know, it sucks, like, I don't, like, I don't, obviously think he's, like, a bad guy by any means, like, I just don't prefer to see him in movies, like, I I don't know why, like, he just, like, the action sequences in this movie, too, I'm just, like, it just, he just feels so out of place, like, he just doesn't seem like the right guy for the job, like, I I don't know how else to explain it, you know, but I just don't, I, I will say, though, he does do a decent Bruce Wayne but not Batman. Okay, name me a, name me a Ben Affleck movie that you would watch if you can think of one that's not him playing Batman. Because that's what I'm trying to do, and I come up with like Daredevil well, I that say, I won't watch. I Batman, say, I've, I've watched Daredevil many a times when I was, you know, obviously younger. But yeah, I won't <laughs> ever go back to that either. Yeah, last year you mean when you were younger, and you're like, oh, this, is, this, is yeah. this is my Daredevil phase. I'll watch it once a week. The whole uh, year, I, I mean, uh, what's the thing with Robin Williams and Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. But again, that's more of a that's a Robin Williams and Matt Damon show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't seek out Ben Affleck. Yeah, I and maybe that's either. why we have this disconnect. Is like we just, I would rather see anything with Aaron Eckhart. No matter how stupid it is, and he's been in some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like than anything Ben like Affleck. Him. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know what it is. I, I I was trying to figure that out when I was watching this movie. I'm just like, like, why don't I like him? Like, why don't I not care to see him in films? And I I can never really come up with a conclusion or a reason why. Like, I just I I don't think he is like an actor that just fits. Like, he just somehow got into acting, and then <laughs> it just happened. Uh, like, he was like a joke, and now he's some big-time actor. I mean, you know, obviously that probably didn't happen, but that's just kind of how it feels. Like, he's just there and making these films. And, yeah, well, you know, I'm sure probably a lot of people like him. But me personally, hmm, miss me with him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I just, I'm neither in or out. I'm just like, eh, okay. I guess that's how I feel in general about this cast. It was like, eh. Eh. Meh. Meh. All right. Like, I just... Oh, and what was it? Shorty? Paul Giamatti? Yeah, I have not seen him in a movie in so long. I was like, wait, I recognize this guy. From, like, The Amazing Spider-Man 2? 
when he played Rhino. Yes. That's probably the last time either of us were yeah. like, oh, okay, that's uh-huh. Paul Giamatti. Thank you for... I've been seriously thinking, I was like, where is the last place I've seen this guy? And that's that's got to be it. Well, that's her comic nerdiness. We're like, well, it's that guy. Which, I think that's in this cast too, but we're not talking Spider-Man, folks. <laughs> How do you feel about the whole idea that this gentleman basically back what what's the phrasing of uh what did they say he uh takes technology and then like recreates it he reverse engineers it reverse engineers it that's what i was saying so we open with him taking some kind of weird hologram 3d it's not hologram 3d 3D. image Mm -hmm. woman speaking about something and we get this montage of him rework like taking it apart reworking it and then he presents it to these guys, and it looks almost the exact same. But then he takes like the monitor away, and then it's like then it's a hologram. Also, one little gripe: if he's like locked in this room for however long it was, wasn't like two weeks or something that first time? Uh, something like that, dude. Why is he wearing a, a white shirt and a tie and dress pants the whole time? The whole time. It's like why? Like get comfy, dude. Like you're working. <laughs> like, like what is happening? <laughs> You know, like Ben yeah. Affleck does not look good outside of a white t shirt, yeah. a loosened up tie, and some nice slacks. Exactly why. If, I or say that he's or the good, bat suit. Yeah, I was going to say, and that's why I feel like he's a, a, a decent Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he looks good in a suit. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, okay. you know, he's a good looking guy. Good looking suit, you know, he can pull it off. But So what you're saying is, is you'd want him in like a tank top, some kind of shorts, well, it just seems hunched kind over of, this computer well, thing, yeah, tearing it, just, it apart. It just seems kind of silly that he's like in this, you know, all dressed up, pretty much in this room for like two weeks. You know, like, is there a bathroom? Is there a shower? Like, you know, yes. we don't really get too much info on that, except he's just in this room doing this for two weeks. And here he is, you know. Waking up every morning, all right, gotta get all dressed up. You know, I'm not gonna see anyone. I'm just gonna be in this, you know, little room working on my shenanigans. Why like, can't people just dress up? Maybe they can feel good about himself. And that's fine. Maybe just, you should wear a white shirt and tie more often, bro. I thought about it actually. <laughs> thought about going getting getting <laughs> fitted up for, you know, a nice suit, you know. Why dress like John Wick all the time? <laughs> I just love the way it feels, bro. All right. Okay, okay, this is where I have problems or issues. Is this speaking... I think nowadays this speaks more to like the ripping off of other people's works. Yeah. Why can't... They keep telling me that this guy is smart. Why the hell isn't he just figuring out this technology to begin with? Hey, this company that allegedly is not as good as us just made this 3D imaging... I don't even know what it remember what it was. TV, whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. And then they bring Jennings in to re-engineer it, and then he improves upon it. Why isn't he just making this from the start? You're telling me he's not in the R&D department coming up with stuff? Or, like, there isn't rumors from other companies of, like, what they're doing out in the world? And he'd be like, oh, interesting. Why has it got to be like, like, I'm so smart I can reverse engineer? Unless you're so fucking smart, just make it to begin with. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh... So what I was gonna say is like maybe it's because he needs the um he needs like the basically like a template. Yeah, he needs like All a right. template to, but 
But like you said, I mean, if you reverse engineering, I feel like you should be smart enough as is to be like, okay, well, I kind of have an idea how that works. Let's play around. Because Because if you're already reverse engineering, you should kind of already know what you're going to be working with and how stuff works anyways if you're reverse engineering things or improving upon it. Yeah. I I mean, I I could be wrong. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Well, that goes back to like the main thing he ends up, the inventor of the thing that sees the future wasn't even his. Like he's just brought in to help this scientist finish it. Like it really wasn't reverse engineering anything. He was strictly helping him finish it up. Yes. So again, I I guess that takes my point away of him being able so smart. He can just make it because he was working with somebody and they were able to do it. So it's all good in the hood. All right. So he does this. We see him go home to his house and because he's been gone so long, he's got a freaking TiVo everything could you imagine like people get mad if like they know the super bowl score if they're not watching it like the day of can you imagine this guy being gone for like two weeks be like oh i gotta watch my sports Dude, there's no way i could do that i I just i wouldn't even care anymore dude for six well whatever he got paid on that you don't think that's a good uh i mean true trade-off? yeah yeah as i say it was like 500 something 600k or whatever so yeah i mean i guess you could just chill out and do whatever for a while but still well that's also an interesting thing like if okay so here's the question though hey john i want you to spend two weeks or however long it takes you to reverse engineer this thing are you making the decision to not watch your beloved baseball world series because you know you're gonna get mind wiped and so you wait till you get mind wiped and you can watch it and remember it. Yes. All right. You would watch it after. So you're making... Yeah. Or you could watch it twice. You watch it live. You have that great feeling of knowing everything. Yeah, and then you get mind happen. wiped. It and would, then it's like, it's it brand just, new to you it again. It would just be a waste of time. Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> it's like experiencing it twice, though, is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, but you the wouldn't joy. technically be experiencing it twice, though, because you wouldn't even know that you watched it to begin with. Oh, yeah. Fine. All right. Let's see here. So he ends up going to this party with his boss, which is James, played by Eckhart. And they sit down. I am speeding through this. He does a little meet cute with freaking uh, Thurman here. And, oh, I'm sorry. I want to backtrack a little bit. Memory erased. I don't like that when they're going through, like, they're they're viewing it on a monitor and, like, they are yeah, I was legit gonna... zipping synapses. Yeah, I don't like that I the was... view is our view. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. But, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's 2003, dude. Oh, I know, but filmmaking <laughs> choice here. Do you go the extra mile to film those more POV shots of what he's doing? So that it is gone because I don't like being told this is what somebody did, but we're watching them do. You know what I mean? Right. I know like that POV kind of style of movie is is, is a little hard to get around, but this isn't a POV strict movie. Like, Mm-mm. show me this. Show me scenes of him actually like dicking around with the technology, and then like I don't know. You know what I mean? I just want yeah. Just I know do, exactly what you mean. Again, dude, you're pushing two hours. Mm-hmm. Give me a little bit more substance and take out some of this needless slow mo and whatever else is going on. Just I, I feel like it's a cheat, and it's almost a lazy way to do it. Anyways, agreed. 
So he gets mine erased. And then he he does the stick fighting scene. Gosh. <laughs> like, okay. What is he just like, I learned this from Daredevil, or I'm getting ready for Daredevil, and I really want to keep practicing, so just film it? Yeah, I literally... What is this, what does this show us about this character? I don't what know, What is this dude, scene it, showing us about It's like him. he's some just badass that, like, makes a ton of money reverse engineering stuff, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. It is the only reason it's here is to show us that the events are about to follow he's capable of doing because of his stick fighting abilities. Yeah. That's I is mean, that all it's setting up for? I mean, us? I guess. Well, I, doesn't that kind of that that comes full circle, doesn't it? That stick this fighting. Whole, this whole movie comes full fucking circle. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. True. The the science uh, tells me it comes back full circle. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Does he it, do stick fight? Does it save his life in the end? Oh, towards the end, he does fight with the it, stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But dude, it's so forced. It is not a. Yeah, it is really forced. It's not a natural thing. Nah. Okay. But also, yeah, that scene though where he was doing the stick fighting, like I was like okay with with little shorty, you know, all trying to get him all amped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're slower this time. Is that or is it like just a brain check to make sure like they are not just? I don't know. Here's the thing: if they screwed up and got rid of like his fighting <laughs> technique, he ain't getting it back. Like he's having to retrain. Yeah, like. You really got to trust these guys. Like, yeah, please don't take yeah. anything. Like, yes, the two sketch. weeks or whatever, those those are gone. Fine. Anything be, like around that, please keep. He then goes to a meeting or a party, I guess. And this meet cute, he sees Uma Thurman from across the way. Oh, yeah, and there are literal violinists in between them playing the violin. Yep. Mary, Mother of God, I hate this scene. Yeah, it seems really annoying. Yeah, they talk, and I, I put in my notes, wow, this is really on the nose. We're not just going to have like violins like yeah. as the soundtrack or the score to this. We're just going to have them in the scene. Cool. All right, and skip. And we don't need to pay uh-huh. extra music money, so they're already playing it. It's good to go. The choices John Woo makes on this i do not like it is too in aggressive in my face so they go to his office because he wants to talk to him about hey i've got this thing coming up it's going to take three years they break out some stogies and they light him and they look up and there's the fire detector and james says something to the effect of like detector off or something which mm-hmm. there's no way it's just a voice activated Hey, smoke detector, don't worry about the smoke that's in here. Turn off. <laughs> okay. Because the they, like, zoom in on it or linger on it because it's going to be a callback. Did you get it? Yes. Did you get it viewing it? Did you get it? Yeah, I got the I, I got the view of I, it. I, I'm saying, like, in general, like, mm-hmm. you're watching this first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, moron, watch this movie. Did you get it? It's a fire detector you can turn off. So Jennings is thinking about it. He goes home, and this is another thing. Like, seriously, this is two scenes in a row where it's just in your face. He is sitting in his home watching something, and he looks over, and he's got, like, a palmology palm hand, and it's got, like, all the weird writings on it of, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it any more than that. 
and uh, he's sitting there. And remember when playing with the two uh, steel balls, like twirl them in your head, sounds dirty. Yeah, no, I remember, that, so, remember yeah. that was a thing back yeah. then mm-hmm. in the early aughts. Like, are you playing with those balls, bro? Yeah, relaxes me. Just spin them around in my hand, clackety clack, <laughs> balls. So this palmology thing comes back, also, doesn't it? I think it does. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it does too. He agrees to do it. I'll spend. I'll. I will spend three years of my life for six figures. And they meet, and he goes in there, and they gets injected with like an isotope that's supposed to mark in his brain now. So on his way to his work area, he comes across the botanist because for some strange fucking reason, they gotta walk through her lab on his way to his. Oh yeah. After he's been isotoped. Yep. So, let me get this straight: he is not supposed to really have contact with anybody. For like the next three years. So he's living at this research facility essentially. Uh But he doesn't have his own like quarters or section. He's basically living with this woman the whole time. Right? How is that allowed? Yeah, pretty much. There's no way, dude. He'd be like, like, isn't that kind of the thing? Like basically you're isolated for three years for six figures. Are you willing to do it? Not... Yeah, you can romp around and uh, have interactions with the rest of these different research teams. What? Well, yeah, because I feel like if that was happening and if, you know, he could talk to them and tell them, like, what he's doing or what's going on and then they'd have to worry. Yeah, that's, yeah, that seems like a problem. Yeah, it's just, (laughs) again, this is one of those things that it has to happen to allow the movie to happen because why movie's got a movie movie's got a movie and this movie fucking movie is like nobody's movie business okay so he um this is kind of cool like he we get a scene of like him sitting in the chair again that he sat in originally and it's three years later and he wakes up and like james is like hey congratulations and jenny's like holy crap like that i I was just literally sitting here. Wouldn't that be the weirdest feeling? God, it would be. To sit here and be like, hey, we're going to inject you. And then like to wake up like, are we done getting injected? Like, yeah, you've been gone for three years, bro. Like, that's, that's what I was talking about with like the cool premise of this movie. You know, like, like could you could you imagine that, you know, like real life? If, yeah. If that was like your job. Like, it would be just be so wild. Because, yeah, you would just wake up and be like, oh. Three years is gone. I don't know what happened. I'm three years older and I don't know where the time went. Exactly. And, but I am rich now. Like It would just be so Cause, mind-blowing. Because this is supposed to be his last job. He's like, yeah. you'll get stocks. You'll get six figures. Yep, it can be done. Life. Because I would start to worry that after a while, my brain is just going to turn to mush yeah. with have it being erased all the time. Or something right. terrible is going to happen while I'm getting in there. I've got my notes in here. Uh... Oh, the tech of memory erasing. Would you do it? Not like necessarily for work, but if you could have memories erased or something. I would not. Okay. Granted, I feel like I don't really have any bad, bad memories anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure like there's people out there that would really like to have certain memories erased, but I I don't me personally know. Well, it's like we said, it's an interesting technology and premise that uh, could be played with in this, but it's really not. I just have in my notes. Why is why is the fan stuff funny at the bio lab? They're like, 
Oh my gosh, so, dude. Uh, when like, he's... that doesn't even... Oh my god. So, he's getting, like, oriented to, like, where he's going to work, but they're going through the bio lab, and he doesn't see... So, when they first met, like, she kind of blew him off, but, like, you could tell, like, there's some chemistry there. It's <laughs> just a big yawn, dude. <laughs> so, like, he sat in this bio lab with, like, his mouth open, but, like, oh, they're pretty cool. And then, like, she starts this high-powered fan up that, like, blows air all over the place again apparently it's coming back yep. everything that we're being seen or being shown comes back yeah it's because it's got to i really i really and truly dislike this movie okay but like she i don't know why but this movie i was like uma thurman what are you doing girl i don't i don't like what's going on with you you seem way too goofy like it's just, or I think it's childish. I think I felt like her character was childish. Yeah, kind of slightly. And like, kind of everything that happened, I was just like, I don't, I can't get like, on board with this that, stuff. Yeah, like that, or like just naive and just has like no clues to what like anything is going on. Yeah, uh, we get a briefcase with a bright light, and I was like, ooh, Pulp Fiction. Okay. <laughs> okay. Honda Element Taxi question mark. I know this movie came out in 2003 and it's got technology that is not available and I don't we, we don't get a year of when this is allegedly taking place. I, is that a good thing or a bad thing for this movie? Because we don't have like a minority report where it's in the future so we've got like I think it's a good thing. Cool be, but because it like I I don't know. I I feel dating things just doesn't i don't think it really adds anything to it there is a landline and i laughed out loud because it's a landline but yeah you've got holographic technology (laughs) yeah hilarious so i guess the question too is which date's it worse if you were to put like the cell phones of 03 and 02 or having a landline in this world definitely landline i mean both both you think both either okay yeah i because yeah it's a cell, a cell phone in 03 <laughs> uh-huh uh, what was that nokia's dude <laughs> probably Just with snake like i i don't know probably i don't yeah there's well, a lot of stuff that dates this film but he's back at the office good job we've got this technology you don't remember uh-huh. what the hell you did off you go. Here's your stocks. Here's your money. He ends up going to the bank. Oh, before he does this, he has to like get rid of all of his personal belongings. And this goes back to the question of like, he doesn't pack a suitcase with clothes. So are they providing clothes and toiletries? Because he See has to leave I like mean? his keys, his wallet, his sunglasses, whatever the hell yeah, else he's, he's wearing just at the moment. In suits, dude. <laughs> that apparently they're just keep buying for him or something sure like he's got no luggage hey you're going somewhere for three years you got to give up everything on your person but you can't bring clothes yeah but you can stay with someone for you know that yeah you're still on our campus it's fine yeah so the whole point is that the envelope will be kept for him for the three years and then given back afterwards this is almost like a prison thing yes anything on your person stays they'll be given back to you but once he goes to the bank, like, he's all super excited to see, like, what everything is, like, he wants to take out money. And she's like, oh, no, you forfeited your shares. 
how is it the company doesn't know he did that? If this is supposed to be super duper top secret, allegedly, how is it they don't know anything about him just giving up shares? Who? How is he able to talk to anybody? How is he able to get these extra items? Like, how does he swap out this envelope of the random stuff for the stuff that he allegedly left? Dude, I've, I asked that same question. Because it doesn't make sense as into their explanation of this of how that machine works. This this movie can only happen if you honestly if you drag it kicking and screaming and just making it work. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, hey, we've got the situation. How do we get out of it? It's like, oh no, we are going to make this this easiest thing possible. But we established you had to give benevolent. Yeah, but he can send another one to himself. It's no big deal. It's got to be vetted, man. It, like it literally went through the mail. Like it, sh- it's one thing to have four stamps on there, which will come back. Uh-huh. It's a completely different thing to have the four stamps on there and also have it look like it went through the mail service. Mm-hmm. Like that legit got sent out from that building. How? Yeah, it all doesn't make sense. And that's where my problems with this movie come in. Is like this is a interesting idea i don't like how it is executed in the least bit right because you have to make so many allowances for this to happen Mm -hmm. okay what you got something for me no i'm just agreeing okay do you know for some reason the fbi pick him up on oh he gets the envelope and the lady's like hey you've got too many stamps on here and it's just random items that he doesn't know anything about and he gets pissed about it and he the FBI gets him, and they they take him back because they think he's part of what do they get him for? What uh, what's all uh, of a sudden like? Had to do like FBI showing up and I'm like, why? What do they have to do with anything? Are they getting him on like his current? Oh, yeah, because the scientist he worked uh, with in found was found yeah, dead recently, uh, and it they says he was acu- accusing Jennings of having access to classified government designs that had been taken by Decker, who is now dead. Okay. Which Decker was the one that he, the physicist that Jennings was working with. Okay. Fair enough. So the FBI, get, FBI gets him and takes him to interrogate him. Dude, I they have him in this chair and he's getting interrogated. And is it the camera spinning or is it that chair that he is in that's spinning in this room? Uh-huh. It's it's the camera. I'm pretty sure it's the chair, dude. But you're probably right. It's the chair. I think it's like an interrogation tactic. Is the chair spins because the whole time it's like, "What's going on? What are you talking about? I wasn't. I I don't even remember. I, I legit. Ca- is this company the only company with this technology to erase people's memory? Because these FBI agents not once believe that he doesn't remember yeah. anything. Must be. Oh, dude, I guess I need world building too. Who has access to this kind of technology? Is it solely this? Did freaking Jennings make this technology then? <laughs> I mean, this is some pretty intense yeah, technology. Probably. Maybe it's just this corporation, but no one else knows about it, and they only use it on Jennings? Maybe. Who knows? What is this technology that is uh, dangerous in the wrong hands? Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The whole thrust of this movie... Spoiler alert. Jennings helps make a device that once you it's like a it's like a electric crystal ball for one hand that you put your hand over. Uh-huh. And then the other one's got like these weird buttons that you put your hand in and do something. Mm-hmm. And the idea is 
you see that your future because you're looking at it and it's a what they call they say like time is a circle so all you're really doing is like you're seeing everything moving forward but like you'll eventually loop back on yourself Uh the technology really doesn't fucking matter Uh in this so he sees something so horrifying that he has to send himself objects to prevent nuclear war that'll be caused from this machine because basically what it will start showing is like Things that will happen so people like preemptively strike. This is kind of minority report-ish with that idea of like the precogs. Yep. Like you're taking out free will. Like if I can see that you're going to murder somebody, but you don't like, does it like, does it have to happen still? He sends himself these random objects. So some of these are just so stupid. Uh Uh-huh. I know you're yawning because it's so stupid. Yes. This movie is really boring, actually. Unfortunately. Okay. At some point, he tries the machine. It works. He sends himself all this stuff, and then he gets his mind wiped. And then I forget which character stood into it, and he was supposed to die at the FBI office. Because, uh, what's his... I'm just going to call him Eckhart. Eckhart's number two was like watching it, the FBI place. And like, he was super confused when Jennings came running out. So Jennings gets out because in his packet is cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And one of the interrogators is like, I could really use a smoke. Dude, this is, we'll just smoke someone else's cigarettes. So he lights it. And as the smoke builds and moves towards the ceiling, we get the scene of him looking up going, Oh shit. As the smoke hits this apparently smoke alarm that you can deactivate with your voice while in the FBI office. And so it starts, it's not, it's not water. It's like a a fog. It's something that starts going into the room. Mm -hmm. And then Jennings also sent himself glasses that can see through that. So he got out of it. Isn't that wild and crazy, dude? A cigarette and glasses got him out of there. Does that blow your mind? Were you gripping your seat? Wondering how he'd get out of this? Yeah. So Were you breathless? Yeah. Were you breathless during this action? I was holding my breath that whole time. I don't know how he's going to get out of this. Well, the movie's over. <laughs> we, still have, we still have like another hour and a half to go. Dude, the envelope in this movie is the real hero because... It's been through a lot. It was through a lot and it never once like ripped or spilled mm-hmm. the objects. Thank God. I guess my real question is how detailed and how fast... To see in your own future go while watching this, that he was able to see like the next those three days and how they were gonna play out. This is what it was, it this was is what's gonna really have to be like play by play. Well, and the other thing too though is like so take take the interrogation office for example. Okay, what events played out beforehand where he dies there? Yeah, and what made him realize? Okay, well I need to get a pack of cigarettes to this guy and have these glasses like it is was this all trial and error you know like how many times did he do this how long did it take him to figure it, like, all this out like that three days could have been like months well but you know but he's also not able to try there's a dude i there's someone screaming right now saying that this has already been done with another movie and it's not groundhog day there is a movie where like 
you just if you die like you start uh, this isn't a new idea but like he keeps trying different things to progress to get somewhere and every time he dies like he remembers what he did to get further but then like the next step like he has to tomorrow oh fuck yeah with tom cruise thank you thank you yeah so he has to keep like trial and erring like how to progress so yeah with your point though if he dies in the fbi office how is he able to see beyond like if he's able to see what's going to happen i don't even know how to phrase this question anymore because it hurts my head he can't possibly know what to use to get to a certain point because all his his future keeps telling him he gets back here and dies he gets Mm -hmm. shot yes well and let's skip ahead a little bit i don't remember yes. exactly when this happened but the the ring on the was it the bus yeah this is the after the fbi like he gets on the bus yeah and it's like what <laughs> yeah like he, what he like pours the rest of the objects onto the envelope and he picks this ring up and is looking at it like huh i got this really nice diamond ring here and a kid on the bus sees it and so like as he sets it down this kid plays the pickpocket and like falls over but snatches it he's like sorry bro and like he realizes he stole it so he follows him out of the bus and then stops once he sees which building does he stop at yeah I honestly exactly right exactly. after exactly because i was just like so pissed off at what happened what what no literally <laughs> what happened though what building was he at i'm trying to find that out because i don't remember uh let's see here escape the fbi evades the fbi do 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 he realizes was... okay Whatever, it doesn't say where building he actually showed up to. Oh, go, does he go back to the, uh, is it back to the bank? I thought it was the bank, but I don't I know. I don't know. Either way, though, it's just, it was just dumb. Yeah, it didn't really make sense. Like, that was literally the purpose of that object was to get stolen so that he would chase him so that he would see something. Dude, you're banking on... Yeah, there's like some, yeah. <sighs> some weird shenanigans. I tried to write down all the objects that we could talk about it, but we've talked about the, the cigarettes, the glasses. He's got a one-day travel pass that gets him onto a bus as he's getting chased by the FBI again. Yep, the ring. The ring. He has the pass to go back to Allcom. He has... He's got a bunch of little shenanigans in there. Oh, just want to talk about... Let's we'll go through some of these. Oh, I got it right here. Yeah, it takes him back to the bank. So he left the bank, and I was back at the bank for some stupid reason that I don't care to remember because he was trying to figure out, like, who sent the package. That's the only reason he goes back, and to find out it's from him. Mm-hmm. Again, dude, how are you getting these objects out when you're supposed to be on lockdown, essentially? But okay. Cool. And then uh, the fortune... Is this when he meets up with Shorty? He's got, like, the fortune cookie... Uh, the fortune from it and it's got the lotto numbers on it how did how how do you get a fortune cookie with those exact lotto numbers well no no he doesn't have the fortune cookie he's just got this little or, paper yeah, but yeah, how paper. does he have that I, what like I, how i wonder too how no idea. is he, is he literally sitting in his office <laughs> with a typewriter a tiny tiny piece of paper and making this look like a legit thing yeah, and this I, goes back to my thing of like, if this was actually vetted, this envelope before it got sent out, people are really scratching their heads. But these guys also knew what he was working on. Like, oh, well, shit, he looked at this. But then they look at and see that he dies in the FBI. 
And your question is great. What happened in the FBI office that he was going to die there? Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, with that with that fortune is, like, why, why do you even need that? I mean, yeah, he's, like, I think he put two and two together when the they're reading the lotto numbers off. It proves a shorty, too, which comes to nothing because shorty does not help him no and so therefore it's like why like why do you even need that in the first place because you already had the lotto ticket like i that's what i didn't understand with the whole fortune was like oh wait but didn't have that it had that saying on it that's right i don't remember what the saying was it has some stupid saying that made him look in that stupid bird cage Oh, that, you'll miss that the a... riches below or something like that. It has something before <sighs> that. It's like you look some blah blah Christ. blah, or you'll miss the riches below. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. It's just oh man, movies got a movie and just exposition and stuff just falling. Around. Man, dude, I wish life was like that. You know what exposition? A- everything just fell into place perfectly how it's supposed to all the time. <laughs> For this guy, like, it does because he planned oh, his. For a guy who doesn't remember what's future. going on, what he planned his future out perfectly. Yeah, he. Jeez. I have in my notes, and I really gotta do better at this. Why a public murder? Question mark. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's right. Because all the guy when he's talking with Shorty, like he realizes he's getting hunted, and then we have to have this big shootout. In a train station. Why is this a public thing? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Why? Because he ends up getting onto the tracks and he is... We will see that this is a John Woo staple on some things in the 90s of two people staring at each other. Each of them having a gun pointing at the the other person's face. And this is where we have this weird... uh, We have a lighter... A lighter and a can of hairspray equal flamethrower. Yes. Those were in his bag. Mm-hmm. Or, okay, cool. We get more slow-mo, some freeze frames, but the main, well, the secondary bad guy gets him on the tracks, and we fucking have to have a bad guy monologue here. <laughs> Instead of just putting a bullet in his head, he starts walking back and says, I'm going to let the train do its job. I get he's an engineer, dude, but Jennings is standing on the tracks, and he drops the clip, and this is where we get, like, stupid slow-mo, because, hey, did you get it? He drops the clip from the from the gun, and, like, kicks it onto third rail as this guy's, like, stepping backwards, and it does what? Creates a spark, and kind of blows this guy back? Is this not just shooting the bullets, or is it, like, are the bullets keeping him in the clip like it's just having like a mini explosion uh, anyways I, it's it's ridiculous yeah I, i'm not entirely sure but ridiculous yeah, either way it's bs so so it blows him back like through the door so the jennings takes off down the track and it, the train's catching up the train's catching up well he finds this uh what control switch and a paper clip oh a paper clip of, saved his life. of all the things a paper yep, clip a but paper clip. oh Edge of your seat, dude. It doesn't work. It doesn't. So he has to start running again. And he falls. And he's waiting for this train to run him over. But it works. The paper clip came through. Just, you know, a little bit of a delay. Because we've got to have some uh, action. But, I mean, you know he's not going to die by train. 
Well, obviously. You know, it's, it's your main like, character. Hmm. 30 minutes into this, the main character is not dying by a train. No. He's still got like 12 objects left. Come on. <laughs> yes. Sure thing, boss. I have in my notes too many random happenings. Yeah. Way too many. And it's... It's just... Okay, so he doesn't remember Uma Thurman. So a phone call gets intercepted by... I am sorry. I am just going to call him freaking... Oh, no. Yeah, Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. And since Jennings can't remember what he looks like or what she looks like, he sends in a ringer to try to get the information. Yes. This scene is mildly pointless, right? Yes. Because Uma Thurman sneaks out of... I'm, I'm told this is a fairly high security building. Yes. Theoretically. Theoretically. And she shows up in the nick of time and like knocks this woman out and then they're able to escape. And he's got a key that he doesn't know what it's for. Lo and behold, it's for a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. That's close by this restaurant that they met at. Here's my question. If he's able to get this information out, is there a better way to do this? Like, can he not write a letter? Like, hey, Jennings, it's me from the future. I Seriously, that, I like, thought that Like, get your ass to Mars. Yeah, Come on, do it. Like, get to Mars. It's like, like, I feel like there's a way you could just avoid all of this and not have to leave yourself little knickknacks. Paddywhacks, give a dog a bone. Yeah. Key to a motorcycle. We get a motorcycle chase, and... All I can say is, thank God that uh, you leave both ends of container, container. What are those called? Yeah, the uh, yeah shipping containers mm-hmm. open on both sides so that we can have this uh, sweet ass uh, motorcycle car chase. Yes, gotta have it because all of a sudden he is Tom Cruise. <laughs> He is now Tom Cruise doing all of his own stunts. Oh man, you know, excellent. Ooh, good, good catch. This is after MI two, right? Mm-hmm. Is Wu just on a motorcycle kick? Are the riders on a motorcycle kick? Or they had so much fun doing the motorcycle kick with Tom Cruise? They're like, we need more motorcycles. Oh, um, I could, I could have filmed this better. I want to do it again. This one's more grounded, at least. Like it's more plausible. Yeah, very than- true. Than the rest of it. Anywho, it it goes starts going through. Uh, they meet up. They gotta get back into the building again. This high security building. She was able to make it out, and uh, they put two and two together that like that's where he's gonna go. So they don't even attempt to make security tough or you know they make it easy because he put a virus in the machine so they can't even use it now. Mm-hmm. So they really need Jennings back alive. Yep. Because they're like, oh, he made it out of the FBI alive, which is weird. Let's go see what changed. And they go to it, and it's like, error 404. Yep. Uh, can't find server. And they've got someone working on it who can't, you know, he's searching all the whatevers and can't find it. This is some Star Trek shit here. Trying to find uh, what the problem is. And it ends up he can't. Jennings is on his way back. But before they go back, they go through, and he's like, the picture's on the stamps. The stamps. The stamps. Why did I put so? Why did I put so many stamps on? Oh, dude, I'm sorry. We gotta go back one more time. One more time. He's in some weird hotel. Has a box of matches. Calls the business on it. Turn. Come to find out that place doesn't exist. Because guess what? He changed the matchbooks. And this goes back to a coincidental thing. Like that business doesn't exist, but it's a legit matchbook. 
And he's like washing his face and like some water drips on the matches and like dissolves the color that's on there to the real matchbook. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm like, again, the coincidence alone, dude, how much of your future are you watching? Like, oh, you know what? If I drop water here. But again, yeah. how would he know that he doesn't have a matchbook? No. Like he's never lived out this scenario right? to it's, know it would yeah. work. It's so. There's no way you're seeing a future that you haven't participated in so it's not like he can go back and change events like he's seeing events that will happen but he's got to change them am i just too stupid to understand like this movie no it's just we're over calculating thinking this movie <laughs> okay and it's turning out to be kind of a disaster because yeah like it's not it's a lot of shenanigans <sighs> yeah shenanigans okay and then he like he's just going through the objects like he puts them on a bed and it makes a question mark. Once I once I realized like I was looking at like Batman characters like oh it's just a Joker or a Riddler reference but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me wishing I was watching some kind of uh, Batman I guess because that's all that's I was fun. thinking about. Some dialogue jogs his memory. He thinks of the stamps, so they end up going to some kind of school. Yeah, they, I'm confused. What the hell yeah. this is? Is this a college? Like, uh, no, dude. I'm is this a high school? Sure. Dude, it straight up looked like a high school. Are these two adults just walking all the yeah, high Yeah, because he like looks Fuck. over and he's like, "Oh, it's a high school. They 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 definitely have to have a uh, a microscope." Yeah. It's like I mean, I guess he's not wrong. No, but it's but... like, okay, they're just gonna let you walk in. They're like, hey, I need to look at the stamp real quick under a microscope. They're like, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Have like your that's... lab for a couple hours. Yeah, that doesn't even, doesn't make sense. Like, how do you? How does that happen? So because he put too many stamps on there that were needed, and you know what? Living in the world that I live in, sometimes you just need to add an extra stamp <laughs> just to make absolutely sure, sure. it gets through the yes. system. No doubt. So he's telling me he lives in a perfect society of the postal service. Well, Get yeah. out of here. Well, yeah, I mean, look how perfect his life turned out, dude. Oh, we'll see it. We will see. Mm-hmm. So they look at the stamps, and there's got itty bitty, like microscopic pictures of nuclear war mm-hmm. and yada yada yadas. And I just haven't. And again, pre-crime. This is all pre-crime scenario here. Yep. Which. Again, it's fine. It's Philip K. Dick. I guess he's riffing off his own stuff. But if you're putting this onto a big screen format, I, you got to give me something more. Mm-hmm. All I'm thinking now is Minority Report and Total Recall. Yep. You've got to set yourself up separate. And an envelope full of random objects cinematically is not helping your cause. No. Oh, you got a nice diamond ring that got stolen. That means absolutely nothing. A paperclip. What can I do with a paperclip? Like, this wants to be almost like a MacGyver Mission Impossible. Like, what can I use with everyday items? But again, he's got no idea that these scenarios should work. Yeah, he has no clue what, yeah, what he's getting himself into well, and it, what to use for each scenario. But that's the other thing, too, is like, what if he doesn't know to use that item and then just... Well, bounce. yeah, that's the problem. Is like, well, it's because he's He's banking on himself being such a good engineer, such smart person, smart person that he know knows while he's got adrenaline pumping running down yeah. this train track. I need to use this. The paperclip here will work. Okay, but your future is set, dude. You were supposed to die at the FBI office. Yeah. So technic okay. I think I'm I think I'm getting it here. You put you get into the you you look at this machine, okay? It says you died FBI office. 
however many, let's say it's a week from now when you're going to get your memory wiped. Your future starts at the memory wipe. So you're watching yourself go there. Oh, shit, dude. What? Okay. Before he even goes to the FBI office, he would technically be seeing himself give up all the money, the stock options, and get this envelope of random objects, right? Before he saw his own death. But if he's seeing the random objects and goes to the FBI office, am I making sense? No. Okay. Well, so, so so when he's looking, all he sees himself dying at the FBI office. But for this movie to work, he has to see in extreme detail everything that leads up to what happens after the FBI office that he doesn't die of, up into the point where his alleged murder at the machine again. Correct. So if he changes, if but if he's looking at if he's in the machine. And he's and he can pick like a start date. So he starts the second he wakes up from having his memory wiped. Mm-hmm. He is still seeing himself get these objects and forfeit all that stuff before he even dies at the FBI office. Otherwise, but, this yeah, is so, positing that he right, doesn't give up the money but dies at the FBI office. Right, but and so here's the question though: Is are there multiples of him? Because so less because so getting what, in some Rick and Morty territory is, again. Yeah. So if if when he makes the machine, he obviously he looks ahead before his memory is wiped because therefore the machine is completed and he uses it to look to see. So then when he pretty much wakes up from the memory wipe is when everything is set in motion. So the question is, when he built the machine, but this is before he got his memory wiped, he pretty much saw the whole future and wrapped back around, correct? That's, Which means that's what they're telling us. The, yeah, but, yeah. But so what I'm trying to get at here, though, is even it like there's got to be multiples of him. There's got to be something because how is he able to send that stuff to himself if he just created the machine and then is now getting his memory wiped? Like there, there has to be like a buffer there or something because he pretty much has to use that machine come to conclusion that oh hey i'm gonna die in this fbi office like i need to figure out something to fix that so then he does that but then also is gonna die later by coming back like it it just seems like that there's it, it doesn't make sense because how is he able to send that envelope of trinkets to himself before he gets his memory wiped is he able to leave the campus? Is he able to collect all that on campus and send that to himself? And also, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Wolf, I think. Is it John Wolf? Yeah, John Wolf, which is Rethrick's right-hand man. Okay, yeah. He even asked that when he went to like check his items that he left and like they like weren't there or something. He's like, well, how is this possible? Like The movie couldn't even explain it. So, therefore, how... Did he get all those trinkets from himself? There would have to be more than one of himself. Do you remember the Rick and Morty episode where uh, Morty wants the uh, like do-over machine button? And like he does dumb shit of like trying to hop over a manhole cover, but he misses. But like yes, he I can remember. reset back yep. to that. Uh-huh. Come to find out, like That's... he basically it's like swaps with 
another Morty in like multiple timelines, right? And yes. and, and becomes the one that succeeded in whatever's going on. Like yes. this movie is kind of like that in a way, except like it just ignores the fact of like how any of this could possibly work mm-hmm. when it shouldn't work at all. Right. And the big thrust of this movie, like it wants to like incorporate also this love thing going on which is dumb well here's the thing dude you are working with this gal does she not know your mind is gonna get wiped the second you're done yeah and like she just keeps playing hurt like there's a couple scenes where like she just acts like despondent or hurt like she doesn't remember it's like you knew what was happening did you not like you knew the second he was done you're forgotten you're part of this timeline and like that's on you and that's on actually the whole company for allowing him to fraternize with anybody besides the scientist he should be working with. Yep. Honestly, like the better movie is watching him in basic isolation for three years doing nothing but work. <laughs> yeah. That's some torturous shit, man. I yeah. want to see that move of him like, man, I could really just kill this guy right now. <laughs> like we're getting food slid through a door like we don't know what's going on on the outside world i don't even know what freaking month it is anymore yeah. that's the movie i want to see ben affleck going batshit crazy yeah and it came from batman well but would you not agree with me though on how he was able to send all that stuff to him so i mean yeah if that rick and morty thing was the case but i mean that was never explained <laughs> you know but do you see what i'm saying though is how would he able to send all that stuff to himself before he wakes up from his mind getting erased so i guess yeah because that would have to happen right like right after he made the machine and saw his future like he would have had to have done something about well and that's that also is the problem too is wolf sees wolf is the one who uses it right or is it Aaron that uses it and sees him dying in the fbi office again that's a mystery in and of itself Right, that's very true. So, one of those two is seeing him dying at the FBI office. So, is this machine only showing what's happening in your own timeline? Because Wolf is outside the FBI office and somehow knows that's where he's supposed to die. This movie's also telling me, like, he's got no free will. Because once he sees that, like, he has to go wait outside the FBI office to make sure Jennings dies. But by the same logic, Jennings can only see one future, and that's him dying at the FBI office. So if he were to say, okay, the only way I can get out of the FBI office is through, because he's watching this live, right? Mm-hmm. I die here. The only way I get out is if I have cigarettes and glasses. Everything after that is on his own, like, happens real time like he can't just have 20 objects to help him get back into the building no he can only have the objects to get him out of the fbi office Mm -hmm. everything after that like he has got to do like trial and error yeah like well not even that like there's no trial and error like it's all live like he either succeeds or he doesn't yeah and that's why it'd be nice to have like a little bit more like uma thurman character like actually having like answers to the questions and ways to help out like i for me a better movie is he gets out of the FBI office. Well, now what the hell? Because he's supposed to be shot in this biology lab, which, by the way, the way that shot is, is the whole framing of that when he views it is completely different than what happens in the movie. Yeah. Why is that? 
I don't know. Like, he's got a timer that goes off, and then he's like, oh, it's time for me to die. But they still wait, like, another three seconds before a bullet's fired, and it's coming from a completely different angle, like, at his back. Because, and because, she's there all of a sudden, but it wasn't in, like... Because he changed his fate, man. No fate, but what we make. Yeah, Terminator yeah, logic. Yeah. No, because it, it doesn't... I don't know. That's do what that. sucks is it doesn't matter what he does. He is always supposed to die on this catwalk. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the things towards the end. Like he can't get on the catwalk. That's where he dies. But yeah, like he puts, we're going to skip some items here. He ends up getting back into the building, fixes the t- the future machine. Mm-hmm. He's got a single bullet. That was gripping mystery Which, through the whole oh thing. Oh my god, that dude, that also pisses me off with that one bullet, dude. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna strap it to this liquid nitrogen tank and it's gonna explode when it... Tri- yeah, when it like, does the piston <laughs> shift and does whatever it does. Again, So dude, you're telling... Dude, yeah. So what this, what this machine does for him is it gives him a scenario, which it doesn't allow anybody else to do. No. Like, you can't run a scenario of like, well, what if I make this... This is a really shitty choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> because, like you said, like he can't get to a certain point, like, oh, the story's over, and then go back three chapters, and then choose like option A instead of C to see where the story takes me. Right. Hey, guess what? He blows this lab up and doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Him and Uma, sometime later, I don't know, is this, do they own this, like, flower shop? Yeah, something Shorty's like around. Yep. These bird, oh, dude. Damn birds. Yeah, John Woo's got something with birds. There's a there's a part in here where like some pigeon flies out of something and I was like, what in the what are we talking about here? <laughs> and it's just so so stupid. So they get back into the building. I put so zero disguise as he tries to get in. Like I'm just gonna walk in willy-nilly, yep. look like exactly like I do. Uh he's got metal ball bearings that he throws through this uh metal detector yep. and it throws everybody off and they're still able to sneak in again. They lack security to allow him in because yeah. they knew exactly what he was going to do without having a future machine. Uh, he's got a hex wrench and a coin to jam the door reader so that once they get in, they can stay locked in. How does he remember how to work the machine? He's a reverse engineer, dude. He just knows. All right. He ain't supposed to remember shit. Yeah. But he... Or, I'm in disbelief. Uh, but it doesn't work. So he's got a crossword puzzle that somehow allows him to find the bad circuit. And when you watch this, there is 50 circuit boards that they pull out. And I guess somehow on the, on the crossword puzzle has the right board to pull out. And then it I, makes yeah, like a specific spot really to pull out. Sweat drops on a bullet. I guess that's the one he like attaches, zip ties to the piston. I have it. They built this machine off this like bio, this botanist place. Apparently, mm-hmm. where's the mist coming from? Uh, a dove thrice flies through a door for some strange reason. Uh, oh, ha- yeah. How did he change his fate? At what point did he? Ch- your question. He's supposed to always add the catwalk. At what point during this journey did he change his fate? The second he survived the FBI, his fate never showed him dying in the FBI. Showed him on dying on the catwalk. Yeah. Uh, this is how Two Face. Or uh, how Two Face starts. <laughs> uh, lied about Jennings. I don't know anything. So there's a florist, and he's still got that lottery thing. 
Oh, they find the lottery ticket at the bottom of the birdcage based off what was said on the uh, yeah, fortune cookie thing. Look for your riches below. Yeah, and like it leads him because these birds were so important to her, but he would know that that's what it was referring to. Why can't he just put, like, look in the birdcage? It's a fortune cookie. Most of those things don't make sense. Just put, where there's two birds in a cage, look at the bottom. You know what I mean? Like, it's so cryptic. Like, you're really banking on, like, these really thin ideas of like how to get these to work and lo and behold there's a lottery ticket for millions of dollars guess who's back in business and rich again and this movie has the balls as him and shorty are bickering over like percentages and she's doing whatever has the audacity to slow zoom in on these two birds in the cage and go to black were the birds the main characters? <laughs> How? Uh... Why? Of all the things to end your movie on, I know we've complained about that about other movies we've done. Why are you ending on, on two <coughs> just random birds, essentially, to the audience? Birds are majestic. <sighs> so. <laughs> sure, bro. I've got some good tidbits here. Please lay it on me because I'm I'm ready for it. Robert... Ebert, which is a film critic. Roger Ebert. Oh, yeah. Roger Ebert. Sorry. Uh-huh. Give me some uh, Roger Ebert, please. Gave the film two stars, saying of... that he enjoyed the film out of four. Okay. But felt that it exploits Philip uh, Dick's story uh-huh. for his action and plot potential, but never really develops it, which True that. pretty much came to that conclusion. Now, here is what the best kicker is. All right. Awards. <clears throat> Ben Affleck won a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actor for his performance in Paycheck and two others. What was that? Giggly? G- G- and, Giggly? And, I don't remember and, how this is. And Daredevil. Uh. After asking why he did not get his trophy, he was presented the, the Razzie Live on Larry King Live a week later and promptly broke it. The broken Razzie was sold on, a, on eBay uh, for enough money to cover... The hall rental for the following year's ceremonies. While hosting Saturday Night Live, Ben Affleck joked that he would have walked out of the premiere and asked for his money back until he realized he was in the movie. For pay- Oh my god, dude. So he freaking hated this movie too. Oh no. Is that just the power of working with John Woo then? Is that like the draw? Like you can't honestly tell me Affleck sat and read this screenplay. like, yeah. Or is it like I've got high hopes that this being a John Woo film will so do good. About the movie's reception, John Woo said, I was fine with the sci-fi and paycheck because there wasn't too much. I had intended to make an Alfred Hitchcock-style movie out of it. What? Something more about suspense and thrills than guns and shooting. But unfortunately, the script wasn't written that way. It didn't work well for a suspense, and it didn't come out the way I wanted it to be. Not as Hitchcockian. Yeah. But at least it was nice working with Ben Affleck. Okay. Huh. So this movie went in a completely different direction than what we... <laughs> well, I've got a, a review from the AV Club. It gave the film a positive review, calling it a smart thriller and praising Wu's wonderful sense of timing and yeah. rhythm. Here's the thing. I, I think most directors have a sense of style or things. And that was kind of our thing with like, Mission Impossible 2 was like the John Woo-ness of mm-hmm. it. 
the comparisons I had were like these weird random ass bird things. This random slow. I, I call it random. It, I call it random because it doesn't work for me because I'm paying attention to what's going on. But you are spoon feeding me what I need to know instead of letting stuff linger and settle and me make the connections. And I don't need that. And then like straight up freeze framing your film is jarring unless it has an absolute point. But when like you've got characters talking about we've got too many stamps on this envelope and it literally freeze frames on the stamps of the envelope. It's like, I get get it. it. I can count if he needed three, but has four. Okay. That's weird. Again. Is it weird though? Is that really weird? It's not entirely too weird. Yeah. Uh, There's weirder things you could have done, but okay. I don't get how you could do that. I think the misstep was adapting this, having already had Philip K. Dick stuff out there. Mm-hmm. You're way too close, like I've mentioned, to a Minority Report or a Total Recall. And having said that, I think you just skip on this project altogether. Of all the movies that you could have done, I I, I think you say pass. Yeah. It's got pass. way too... Unless you're going to rewrite it to a point where it's unrecognizable to philip k dick but you still have to say it's based off his story fine it's an old enough short story dude just just redo it for real (laughs) rewrite it to where it makes Uh, sense and i i don't know how you do that you know think like the matches how how is he having a match set that he can somehow put like change the covering on how is he able to do all of this magical things and have it work out for him? Yeah. I think of the Woo films we've talked about and have coming down the line. I dislike this one the most. And I don't know if it's because he just is trying something new, which is okay, but I just... Yeah, I I definitely thought it was going to be slightly better because, <laughs> like I said, I've watched that a few times in my younger days and... Now that I'm older, a little more knowledgeable and understand how movies and plots and stuff and things work. Yeah, things and not, such. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really add up. Uh, I, I'm still kind of upset that I thought about how, how did he send all those items to himself? I am curious. There's got to be multiples of him. Yeah. Right? There's got to be. We're, we're thinking of better concepts that would actually make you think about it. But again, this... I was, was going to say, imagine if that's how the movie went is like instead of it cutting to him being you know done with the three years like it cuts to kind of towards the end he sees all this happening with that machine that can see his future and then like kind of pulls like that rick and morty where he's like okay well i'm gonna try surviving and then starts doing like all these scenarios and i don't know come up something from there i guess but still i don't know what else you would do to make this better you can't qualify this as a time travel movie, can you? Because there's no physical machine that can no. drop you back in time. No. So all you well, can see is your future. So you're almost looking at a crystal ball. But it seemed, like I said, it seemed like once you get to a certain point and you change the outcome, you'd have to revisit that contraption to see what happens next. Yes. God, we might as well just watch the movie next because that's essentially what that's doing too. Oh, remember that movie? Yes, I remember. Where like he again, choose your own adventure. He's just going different routes to see which leads him to where he needs to go. Can't cage the cage. Dude. <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> I mean, I've I've read. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've watched Next once, and I'm pretty sure I was really mad in that movie because the ending. We, yeah. That's we have to do some cage movies. Yikes! I don't know if I want to watch it again, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really pulls the rug out from under you. I I think logically this movie, the and the and the information it provides, this movie cannot happen. No, the the events cannot no. happen because he does not have the ability to do that. No, and that sucks. Yes, it is just like a convenient. Well, the quarter goes here. Cool, a a quarter. <laughs> well, the paperclip goes here. Cool, yeah. a, a paperclip. Okay. Oh, and and he comes out on top not only with his life but ninety million dollars from a winning lottery ticket. So again, yeah. how detailed was this machine to be able to go back and see? Pretty detailed. I don't. Again, if he, if it if it tells me that he can sit there and make like conscious choices while looking at this machine and it'll legit like change his future path. Now now we've got something, but where it just gives you like. Almost in concrete fashion, you can't you can't all of a sudden change one thing. Uh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. All right. Well, until next time, when we finish up our uh, John Woo set, have a great paycheck and <laughs> try not to look too far ahead to your future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll blow your mind for reals. I swear to God, you have to believe me. I don't remember what I did for the past three years.